You're listening to the Your Reality Recaps audio-only version of our Opposite Worlds weekly recap show. To see the live version, head over to our YouTube channel or visit our website, yourrealityrecaps.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our week for Opposite Worlds Recap. We are so excited. We have such an amazing show for you. There has been new twists this week, new plot <laughs> developments, new everything. I am so excited to talk all about it with all of you, but you guys know the deal. You can follow me over on Twitter. I'm at Reality Recaps, and who's here with me? Hey, everyone. It's John Richardson. I'm so excited to talk about Opposite Worlds. Oh my gosh, I've fallen back in love with it. Can't wait to talk about it. Um, don't forget to follow me at Comedy Jonah. Don't forget to go to Your Reality Recaps and read Dana's blog on The Bachelor. It's fabulous. Melissa is also blogging about King of the Nerds. I'm now becoming the queen of the nerds, reading it, laughing, loving it all. And don't forget Tyler. He is finishing up his Kardashian blogs. It is their season finale this week. And get all the scoop there at yourrealityrecaps.com. Did I do it all? You did it all. It was really good. And hey... Hey, speaking of Dana, um, she's controlling some questions for this show, so if you guys want to comment on what we're talking about, ask us any questions about Opposite Worlds, go ahead and do it underneath the video on YouTube, and um, we will throw them up here on the screen. If you're not all snowed under six feet of snow like <laughs> I am um, and are watching this, so, like, you know, whatever, John. It's hot here in Seattle. I'm sweating. Yeah, I can tell by your vest and your t-shirt and your my shirt sleeves. My shirt sleeves. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I, I, just bump, I just bumped my camera up to uh, Kronos level. I just went HD, so I hope uh, you're seeing and can hear me okay, because you look I'm really good. I'm a lot. You've seen a lot. Well, you know what we need to talk about, John? I mean, I guess I suppose I we should... I got this vest when I saw you in New York. It's reversible. Okay, I hate you. Anyway, <laughs> oh, wait. Before we start, we just have to tell people one thing for all of you live what? viewers. Saturday night, which is not tomorrow, Valentine's Day, Saturday night, we will be live with Alyssa and Gina Marie from Big Brother 15. We will be taking your love and relationship advice questions um, and answering them live. Because, hey, who wouldn't want gays and straights right? and singles and reality stars to give you guys uh, pretty straight girls and pretty gay boys, right? Giving relationship advice, and what we don't like, and this and that, what we like, and where we like it at, and dirt, 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 dirt. We I'm don't gonna know, be mean. but we're going to find out. What? I'm going to be mean during the show. Like, my, I, just watch. I'm going to be like, break up. Well, People then it should be easy questions. for you because you're already mean. Wow. Why? Because I would say something like, oh boy, uh, the uh, Forrest Gump Muppet got hurt again this week. But uh, oh, look, my pen just broke. Oh, even uh, whatever. So, did you like that transition? So, yes. We see that JR is hurt. I am over it. He is like Mr. Muppet McGee. I don't get him. I love him. I love him, but he's kind of like dumb as rocks. So let's just move to what everybody is talking about now, John. Luke revealed to us this week, somebody is going home every single 
episode now. Are you shocked or not shocked? So shocked. Mm-hmm. So shocked. I am too. Because it's a short run, so they have to, right? They have to. It means yeah. I have to do a lot more interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, Officer You should World, really smile when you say that. <laughs> can I have them back to back, please? No, I love them. I actually just did, like five minutes before we're doing this show, the interview with Angela that I didn't know was going to happen. So I really wasn't prepared. So that's going to be Danielle? I mean, Danielle. Who did I say? You said Angela. Well, that is because on the edited version of this show, I'm going to stick in the Angela interview from last week that wasn't in our show as well. So then you're going to be an interview behind? No, no. The people who are watching the edited version are going to see the Angela interview and the Danielle interview after the edited version of what everyone is watching live now. People don't care about our production notes. My whole point is, (laughs) fun fact for all of you, when you're watching the Danielle interview, I had no questions ready. So, you know, laugh along with me. I might have messed up what team she was on. Did you ask her what brand her nail polish is? I didn't. I didn't. I was, you know, my brain was in fear. I was like, oh my God, we're going live on our show. Oh, Oh, John Muted. Come on, John. We want, oh, look, John's gone. Look, apparently Athena is at (laughs) as well. What is Athena doing over there, John? It's where she lives. It is. It's where she lives. So, um, right. Whatever. Danielle interview coming up later. You guys are really going to enjoy that. So now, aside from the twist and somebody going home every single week, it all starts off with the worldly challenge. And we saw Team Chronos dominating this challenge until Jesse and um, what's her? F- oh, Mercy. And Danielle has a lot to say about Mercy. Until Jesse and Mercy kind of mess up that whole um, board of challenges. And then it ends up making Epoch win. I loved it. I thought, you know, Frank and Jeff Rye, and I love saying Jeff Rye, um, did really good digging those out. Frank is a huge competitor, obviously, and, you know, a huge plucker with his eyebrows. But they did really well. They had a huge lead. And then Mercy and Jesse kind of burp, burp, burp. I mean, didn't they build puzzles as a child? I mean, I was shocked, but I was so glad to see Epoch win, and I'm so glad to see them in white. Well, so am I, because, ooh, Steve. Steve is cold and white. Anyway, um, right. I was a little bit floored that aside from just saying someone's going home each week, that Luke just also threw in there, hey, and whoever wins this worldly challenge, not only do you get to pick what world you're going on, but you also get to, you know, either pick or give away a player. So Epoch ends up taking Frank. Shocker. Were you surprised by that? I wasn't. In fact, I would have been upset if they didn't because it was such a smart move. They need Frank to win the worldly challenges to stay in the future. So it was brilliant, 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 brilliant. One of the things that I was most happy about about seeing Team Epoch now finally in the future 
was the heartwarming moment that sci-fi and opposite worlds gave us involving beds that was the complete opposite of a big brother uh, bed flipping with racist Aaron. I was literally tearing up watching that scene. There is something wrong with me, John. I was just like, oh my god, they all love each other. They have to drag the beds together because they want it just to be like when they were in the game. And I loved it. Clearly, by your face, I can tell you didn't. Go ahead. Well, I didn't cry over it. I mean, um, yeah, you I know, didn't... but it's kind of like, you know, like those those people that they find living in the woods for a long time, and they've been <laughs> sleeping and huddled up, and then they bring them to civilization, but they got to sleep together or under the bed just to feel safe. Uh-huh. No. I thought it was bizarre, but it was like a slumber party. But I mean, it would get old quickly. I mean, I can't imagine doing that with you. Okay, I didn't say I wanted to do it with you. I didn't say you did. I'll, and I, I didn't say I, I was crying it. either. I said it was a little. Mm-hmm. I was a little right. teary. Maybe well, <laughs> I welled a little. Is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. You keep just drinking your water over there. So. We found we find out um, uh, basically kind of where we left off the previous week that Jesse was the one that we as America are rewarding, and surprise, surprise, Jeffrey is punished. And apparently, by punish, that means treat him like a pig, throw him <laughs> in some hay, and push him in a corner, which I could have been any. Could have been about. a little goat too, a little goatsy, little goats, little cute little goatsy with big teeth, huh? Well. Um, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked that I mean, Jesse was last week. He was at the bottom, and he's at the top. I couldn't. What I mean, I have to give him that, even though I don't want to, and even though I had to say face to you on Twitter, which whatever, I can own it. But good comeback. That should have been a, a Did much. You slower see the, the thrilling mm-hmm. look on my face that I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, I was thrilled that Jesse uh, won and is being rewarded, and I enjoy his strategy of because his reward was to pick somebody to work one-on-one with, or to talk one-on-one with. I thought it was brilliant of him picking Frank to solidify that alliance and try and figure out a way, hey, how can we have this benefit both of us? But I'm not so sure it's the smartest idea. Again, I go back to what I said next week. All Last week, all of these people should be trying to figure out a way to get Frank out. Stop trying to work with Frank. Figure out a way to get Frank out. I'm not saying I don't like Frank, but if any of the rest of you want to win this game, figure out a way to get Frank out. What well, I think it's kind of easy to, to figure out how to get Frank out. You know... <clears throat> Excuse me, I got so excited. <laughs> I almost swallowed my tongue. Um, no, it's easy to get Frank out because they need him for Jesse. Once Tim and Jesse compete, and if Jesse's out, well, then Frank's out the next week. They only need him to get rid of Jesse. But what do you think of, and in my, if I'm jumping ahead too much, about all the guys wanting to build their own alliances across worlds? I guess. <laughs> Look, I love it. Anything that keeps my Steve safe, I'm all for. But as we'll soon come to find out. You know what you need to do? You need to get your Steve some little aloe vera, okay? Because that's going to scar. He needs to uh, really, you know, 
what I need to, to do, treat that. <laughs> what I need to do is come back as a broomstick in a in a. If I die, I hope I come back as a broomstick that somehow makes just it come way back into Steve's some, Quidditch world. Just mm. some come back as some off-white type pants. Pants. This You're is not already Survivor. Pants. He's wearing oh, off-white pants. P a n t s. You're already white. You just have to become pants. You're already off-white. I don't know why you always have to make it racist. Look, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I loved, and you guys comment below and let me know what you all think, but I loved that uh, they had to decide who to protect without Jeffrey because, oh, I just knew that was going to be fireworks. And, of course, um, Team Kronos decided to protect um, Jesse, and Team Epoch decided to protect Jr. once again. But, I mean, I so, guess good. I guess good. So, okay, so little Jeff Rye is out in the, the backyard, you know, trying to wash up with hay, Drinking in the water with dirty tattoos and his dirty body with his little glasses. Now, could... Could the team say, even though he's in isolation, we want to keep, we want him to be the protector, or was he not an option? I, I, I can't remember if that was said or not. Yes, he definitely could have been chosen. But then, oh yeah, never mind. Okay, yeah. So then he comes back from isolation. He's upset that he was not chosen because him and Frank had done so well in the Worldly Challenge. Well mm -hmm. enough, I mean, you know, as well as they could do. And then wasn't and was still upset. Yeah, well, I mean, he look, he's going to be upset about anything. He came out of that, and I didn't like his whole attitude. Like, God, J Jeff Wright, you had a chance to maybe win America back over, but instead you were just like, I don't care. I don't care he's, what. what he's I not. I want. I mean, he performed great, but it is a popularity contest, and I would never pick him as the protected because he's so unpopular. Like, well, we, our team would never be the decider, right? Well, yeah, I mean, and yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about that. Oh, do you strategy. want to talk? Let's talk. Let's talk, and we're going to talk now because, yay, your audio's back. Perfect now. Um, so here's what I'll say about that. Danielle, in the interview later, she gives us some really good insight into the game that Jeff Rye is playing and why he's doing things the way he's doing them, which is very interesting. I don't want to ruin it here. Um, it's in the interview later on the interview. Could it help his popularity? No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Let's just say he's a product of reality TV. He is very much as if you or I went into one of these game shows and knew, like, these are the people that stick around. This is a good way to play it. I, I think he's making bad choices, but let's just say he lives and breathes reality TV and he is playing a role, and we'll leave it at that for now. Um, so... Yeah, I, let's talk a little bit about this process, because like I said, Kronos has decided to protect JR and Epoch. I mean, I flipped that around. <laughs> JR and Jesse are the protected, is the point. I think it's interesting how they're picking the people to protect based on America's vote. Like, they're protecting the people that America has said 
is our favorite. And that's a good strategy because I assume as a team they're figuring if America has voted them as the favorite for this week, of course America will then also vote them to be the decider. But I don't know if that is such a great strategy. So you guys comment below and let me know what you all think. What do you think, John? Mm-hmm. The people that they voted was the right choices. I think they had a really good shot with Jesse becoming the, the, the decider, but... Do you think if JR wasn't protected that Jesse would have put him in to the Duel of Destiny? Because I think Jesse would have, and I would have. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a better question. If you were playing the game, JR is on yes. crutches, do you throw him in? You say yes? Absolutely. It's a game, and I think you get that. In, I don't, you're they're popular carrying... and you're broken. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. That's a brilliant point. Right. Why are you guys keeping around Mr. Popular, who's also broken and hurting your team? Who I love, again, I get a lot of hate. People think I don't love JR. I think he's great. I also, My initials are JR. I love JR. Well, but I, I would love... still I would still throw him under the bus. I it would if I was in the house with my mother. And she was more popular, and she was broken, or 64. I would just push her down. Bye-bye. I'm not, Bye. even, not even falling into the trap of having that conversation <laughs> again. Um, Darn it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, put him in... Get rid of them. You guys comment below. I just I wanna I wanna take a, a very scientific poll. I wanna know if you guys had the choice and JR wasn't protected, would you all have thrown him in? Now, I also thought it was interesting since he gets to grill the other team as the protected, his like lawyer techniques. First of all, I would never be able to take JR seriously as a lawyer. That's just number one. But I did like when he was like, none of you talking over there. Everybody be quiet. No talking unless I'm unless I'm talking to you. I I agreed with you up until him asking the questions to everyone and him even stumbling Lisette. And her going, whoa, whoa, I don't even know. And then when they started talking, uh, I don't need you guys talking. Brilliant. I bought it. I I could see him now as a lawyer, especially once we got to the Duel of Destiny and he was shaved and cleaned. Yeah, I can buy it. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, they all looked night and day different when they came out of the past and went into the future. They all became hot <laughs> um, and very cold and nippling. Who knew clean bodies could be so hot? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. And I don't really know what my boyfriend Steve's um, strategy was there when he was like, let's play Quidditch. And let's, you know, let's do this. I want to show everybody how, um, you know, competitive and, and what I do. Really? Really? Because your team keeps getting injured, not in challenges, when you all like to play things. So maybe you shouldn't play your little jerk off the broom and throw stuff around game um, and hurt yourself. Me, I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Where's the ball? Where's the Mm -hmm. ball? I think he was trying to, you know, and I don't know, it's so freaking edited. I just think he was trying to just kind of get more camaraderie with the team. But unfortunately, because of the way he entered the game, him and Mercy, they're always going to be at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, Jeffrey even confirmed that with Kronos. I mean, Mercy, take Mercy, put her in. You know, we don't need her. You know, kind of sucks. But I thought it was funny to see them play, you know. 
Right. It, it was good. Steve. Steve's a cutie. I can see the cutiness now, especially with clean body, white. But I can't stop focusing on this. Enough I just, I want with the, him having is, to be white. Isn't there, is there aloe vera in the future? That's all I want to know. Is there aloe vera? You're really disappointing me with your I don't like Mercy and I like Steve because he's white. This is not going to get us followers, Scarred John and Richardson. White. Scarred and white. I'm just saying. Nobody likes that. So. I don't like Mercy's con color contacts in the past. Looks well, I got, I got news for you. I know that I would hate if I was watching an interview and somebody did this, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> just wait until you hear the dirt that Danielle has to give on Mercy. Nobody likes her. <laughs> so nobody's excited. Uh -huh. It's good. Um, so John, what I thought was interesting. What did you think of Jeff Rye when he was walking up on Jr. and he was like, "Fight with me, fight with me, fight with me right now." And the team seemed to buy it. Which okay, I also asked Danielle if she bought it, but the team did... seemed to buy it. You, but you're not going to tell us if Danielle bought nope. it or not? We have nope. to watch the interview? Is that what you're saying? Okay, it's coming up at the end of this for all of you watching the edited version, <laughs> not the log one. Sorry, guys. I'm going to be up later tonight. Um, yeah, you have to watch what she said. But what did you think of it? I thought it was, I thought it was a good plan, but I don't know if people really bought it. But then, you know, that little Jeff ride can be just so annoying that, you know, people can kind of just hear that screeching and kind of tune out because I know I do. Mm -hmm. But I thought yeah. it was a good a good attempt. Yeah. I don't know. Here's my last point, and this is why I feel like Teamy Pock is they're a little bit of hypocrites because of course, as we see, no big surprise, America once again chooses JR to be the decider. By a landslide. By a the landslide. Biggest, the highest vote for you know a decider that we've seen so far on Opposite Worlds. Yes, but I, but I'm not surprised. He's freaking stumble me crutches. Doo -doo -doo, I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. I hurt my foot, everybody. I object, Your hey, Honor. Everyone, yeah. I'm stumble crutches. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I love him. He's southern dumb, and I love him. And I don't believe he can win a court case. But whatever. I can't wait to talk to you, Jeffrey. I love you, and your fiance is went it on cuteness. Comedic people, comedic recaps. I'm not being serious. Yeah, uh, so. Just settle down, everybody. I don't settle down. Uh, we'll get your questions in a Pump minute. Pump the brakes, everyone. Pump the brakes, okay? But here's my honest problem that I have with Team Epoch. So, like I say, Jeffrey, uh, J.R. is the decider, and he is going to put in Steve now, and he's going to put in Steve against Danielle. But here's my whole thing. Last week... When Jr. could have gone in, the uh, uh, the whole argument for why Angela had to go in was because they wanted to keep their guys safe. But now, the week later, they no longer need to keep their guys safe. Now they're willing to sacrifice Steve. So I'm calling a bullshit. They did not like Angela. I don't think they liked Angela at all. I think that Sam and Lauren are like TBFF sorority sisters and yeah. wanted to get rid of Angela. Which I will again say, interview coming yeah. up in a minute, Angela disagreed with me. I asked Angela, she said no, they were all one big kumbaya family. Yeah, and I agree with Angela, who was in the game? And I don't think, I don't know if you've hit your head, I don't know if you're talking about opposite worlds or something else. But I thought it was really smart that they put Steve against Danielle. Danielle tried to 
to get rid of JR last week, and it was kind of a retaliation. She is a strong player, or at least we thought until she got into the past, and it was like, oh my God, I can't do it. But yeah, to put Steve up against her was perfect. You don't want to put Frank up because you need him for the worldly challenges. The other two would be a Blanco, burp, 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 we're sisters. You know, he's a, they're aligned with JR, so that was a really good move. And of course, it paid off. Why am I talking like Susie Orman? I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe because you're a little stupid. Because you don't seem to understand my point. And everybody, comment below. It's my favorite part of the show. It's my favorite part of the show where I say, hey, everybody, uh, agree with me below or be wrong and agree with John. Uh, do you guys agree? Last week, last week they made the argument, we have to keep our guys safe. That's why we're throwing Angela in. Could Yet have been this part week, of the strategy. You don't know. Why is everything so so literal now. It's a game of manipulation. Not all the words are going to be the truth. Remember how Big Brother, how Survivor, Remember? Let's talk about truth a little bit here, because of course, as we've said, as we've said, um, sure, Steve slayed it. Steve killed that obstacle course. Basically, they just the duel of destiny was pulling rope out of the ground and moving yeah. things through. And of course, yeah. it was freezing cold. Yeah. They weren't wearing gloves. It was hard to do. Uh -huh. Steve wins it all, and yep. unfortunately, Danielle is sent packing. Now, what I found kind of interesting, John, oh, I thought I had the graphic over here, and I don't, so I'll just do it from memory. I think it's kind of funny what maybe production is doing right now, because if your you production. notice... I love your production theories. I, so look, here's the deal. Once again... Your production those, theory corner. Yeah, well, once again, we have put JR... <laughs> back to be the rewarded person for this coming up week yeah. and uh, Jeff Rye is punished. <laughs> oh no, wait, or is it Lauren? I'm sorry, I think I got that wrong. Lauren is the one being rewarded. Either way, I know for a fact that Jeff Rye is the one being punished. So here's the, here's the thing. The punishment is, does he not have to talk to anybody for 24 hours <laughs> and then some other stupid thing that Lauren would get that doesn't even matter, like a phone call from home, or... Or an iPad app. No, or <laughs> if the person, if the decider puts Jeff Fry in, they get $1,000. That's Jeff Fry's punishment. So let me just explain it to you again. His punishment is if this coming up week, the decider puts him in with the possibility of going home, they get $1,000. Just saying production might not like Jeff Fry. <laughs> what a great punishment. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. So, so John, we have a question um, here, and it awesome. is from, I think it says Fresh Brewskies, says, do you think this week's reward punishment currently being voted on is fair? One of the punishment choices is for Jeffrey getting $1,000. So basically exactly what I just said. Absolutely. I think everything, I mean, it's a game. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, how it's going to be manipulated. And it's just so fun to watch that I just want to see who's getting the $1,000. And wouldn't it be great if the, the decider got $1,000, Jeff Rice stayed in, really proved himself. 
and then it wasn't just shooting off his mouth all the time. Well, you know, uh, first of all, you, you, didn't say, you didn't say whether you absolutely agreed or absolutely disagreed, politician. Absolutely agree. Okay. All right, good. And I'm sorry. Raise see... minimum wage. Everyone <laughs> deserves it. Here is a question from one of your favorites, Michael John. And oh, my God. Says, he says the girls and JR, um, I think, are a strong trio together. And Steve was there, but they got Frank, so Steve wasn't needed as much to protect. Yes. Okay. Now, for everyone that doesn't know John, that yes means he doesn't get the question and just wants me to move on. I do, so, I, but I was seeing that earlier. Okay. Right. Um, I'm a politician. I'm moving. Move on. The next okay. one. JR's interrogation of Kronos was fun to watch. She's a lot smarter than he's letting off. It did. You just said, I can't buy him as a lawyer, and I couldn't either until he did that. And Michael sees that too. Maybe no, we no. should bring on Michael, and he can talk, and, you know. Maybe you and Michael should get a room together. Maybe um, we should bring me. Michael hey, on as hey, the decider. Me. Me, oh, oh, Michael, talk to the side. <laughs> Comments below. Uh, John, first of all, to clear it up, what I said was I could never take Jr. seriously as a lawyer because of how he is on this show. Again, he's That's like, like a cross lawyer. He's like a cross between a Muppet and Forrest Gump. Remember, we did the whole earth, 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 like I object. To yes. I can't do it right. So no, I think he'd be a horrible lawyer. But you know, um, if you watch The Good Wife, there's all kinds of lawyers. You know what I mean? Even little Muppet ones that are really. No, good. I'm a gay man and not forty, so I don't watch <laughs> The Good Wife or whatever. <laughs> I only watch sci-fi shows. <laughs> Go be by yourself for a second. I'm going to pull up our last comment. I oh, and hashtag I hate you. Go ahead. That's not nice. I'm sure our followers no, will vote nice, you as, as punished. Punished. Mm -hmm. John Rye? Just call me John Rye. <laughs> John Rye. Hey, I think that is a great way to end this live version of the show, John. Uh, we want all of you to comment below on the edited version. You guys comment in the section below and let us know which one of us you are punishing and which one of us you are rewarding. And I then, love it. I do love it too. And here is the thing. After we've decided which one of us are being punished and rewarded, then I'll let you all choose what the punishment and the reward should be. Oh, but first, because I'm not committing to anything I won't do. So first, <laughs> so first <laughs> let us know which of us you are punishing and which one of you are you where rewarded. I can't talk anymore. So I'm just going to shut up and say, John, Go ahead and say goodbye to the people on this live version of the show. You know, this has been such a fun show, and it's so nice that the viewers are agreeing with me. And, of course, in the edited version, everyone will not because that's how Eric manipulates everything we do. Um, so much fun, as always. Follow me at Comedy Jonah. I... Um, and then definitely tune in to Daniel's interview. And please go to Your Reality Recaps. Look at our bloggers. They're doing amazing work. We're covering a lot of shows, a lot of funny stuff in there. If you've missed it, visit our bloggers, visit their sites, read up on everything. And thanks for watching. John, can you do me a favor? Um, do I have something? <laughs> 
<laughs> what is the opposite of always being right? It's Eric Curdo. It means always being wrong. Damn it! I, <laughs> I have enough old footage I can use. Hey, everyone. It's John Richardson here, Comedy Jonah. Vote for me this week. You heard me on the show. You were on my side. Vote me as your favorite, and uh, let me get the reward, not Eric. You're right, John. They all did watch the show, which is why I know they're going to vote for me to be rewarded. Because I actually do like them, all of them, unlike you, who only likes the white ones. Racist. <laughs> well, John, it has been one crazy-ass week on Opposite Worlds, but I think we need to go a little bit to the source and talk to Danielle and talk to Angela, who our interviewed was delayed with last week. Of course, like I said earlier, if you guys had subscribed to our daily vlogs, you would have seen it right after we did the interview, so you should really check those out, subscribe to that YouTube channel, you know, thumbs it up too. But here's what I'm going to do. First, we'll roll the Angela interview from uh, last week, and then we'll go right into the Danielle interview, and then we'll be back to wrap it all up and say goodbye. I mean, or not, or maybe we won't, but I'm pretty sure we will. Okay, so roll those interviews. Hey, Danielle, how you doing? Hey, Eric, I'm good. How are you? Ah, we are very good. We are so kind of a little bit sad to be talking to you, though, today. I know, me too. I mean, I feel great. I took a shower and I feel good, but it's totally better for you. I know. Let's let's get into it a little bit. Um, how hard was that duel of destiny? It was you know, what's hard about it is that when you're dealing with cold conditions, your hands just kind of freeze up and mm. It was it was literally notorious from the moment I arrived on set. Like my hands were cold, my feet were cold, and when your hands go numb, there's not a lot you can do. And they just went numb off the bat, and it was hard. It was hard. I I wasn't paying attention to Stephen. Um, the wheelbarrow, or I mean, not the wheelbarrow. The the barrel was hard to knock over and find the hole, and that's kind of where I lost it. Now, did you know that your team was going to be sending you in? Because it, it kind of seemed like you had a clue, but then maybe we weren't really sure from watching it. Yes, I I knew that. Uh, well, my own team wouldn't send me in. I knew that. Um, but Team Epoch, I knew that JR would send me in because I, I was going to send him in last week. Um, but the reality is that JR always knew he would be safe because they've always gotten a decider. So to have that on me, it's like I knew I was going in when JR said, I'm putting you in basically for retaliation, um, for revenge. I knew I was going up. Do you feel like if, um, your team, Kronos, had to pick, would it have, would, Jesse have ended up putting Mercy in, or do you think he would have tried to, you know, do something else? I am a hundred percent positive mm -hmm. that Jesse put, would put Mercy in. <laughs> okay, okay. So, how crazy is Mercy? <laughs> oh my gosh, um, she's 
a little bit different. You know, I I try to find the good in everyone, and honestly, there were many nights there that she was struggling, and I tried to pick her up. I mean, hours upon hours, I would have to, like, have pep talks with her and just talk her through it because I didn't know if she was going to make it. Um, She just, she didn't really fit in very well with us, and I don't doubt she's got a great personality back at home, but she was silent the whole time, and we didn't get to know her. Um, she wasn't very open to share. And then when she did share, it was strong, strong feelings. So it's like, I mean, she would yell or explode. And it's like, where is this coming from? Because you sit in the house silent the entire week. We don't even really know you. And then you start yelling and you can't prove yourself at a challenge, but you keep talking about your athletic ability. It was, you know, something just didn't add up with Mercy. And the only thing I'm bummed about is that she didn't go home before me. <laughs> right. I mean, if nothing else, I don't think I don't think she was right for the show or maybe deserved to be there, if I'm being honest. Well we haven't really we haven't really seen a lot of her, but I'm sure um in unless she's like you said, exploding. But um I'm sure you can when you go back and watch them, you'll see how that's all going down. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> uh you were the first person to live on both sides. So I kind of feel like um which side is better to live on? I know Luke was kind of telling us in the beginning, oh it's so much better to live in the past, but we never were really buying it. Now you are kind of the first person coming out that can give us a good a good answer. Okay. Well, um my lifestyle is better in the future, just the way I live my life. The future was better in that sense. Uh but I will say the past was more insulated and having the fire constantly going it made for a cozier experience to where I was comfortable and I really always felt kind of cold in the future like I could never warm up and it was such a big space and wasn't um maybe the warmest environment for me so I was kind of miserable in that sense but I gotta say I mean the future you had food all day long you had a little more stimulus um so yeah, they both they both have their different perks. I I actually felt like time went by faster in the past because we really had to work all day and cook all day and make sure things were done in a timely manner so we could eat and we could sleep. And there was a lot to do all day long in the past whereas the future we kind of it was a, it was slow days when we weren't doing challenges. Um there's only so much you can do on a tablet honestly, uh, especially without connection to internet and the outside world. You can't do that much. So, um, yeah, it wasn't – the food was great in the future. I'm not going to lie. That was the hardest part about going over the past, um, taking a shower in the future, having heated toilet seats in the future. Very pleasant, pleasant <laughs> experience compared to the past. That's why you guys should have kept um, Rachel around. You know, she was – she is like a big tech guru. She she could yeah. have hooked oh, to those God. tablets. Maybe she could have done something. Kidding, kidding, <laughs> of course. Um, so uh, we actually have a Twitter question from Michelle, uh, Redhead34, who says, Danielle, if you had to choose a player from Team Epoch to align yourself with, who would it be and why? Huh. A current team, like now with Frank or before? Uh, let's go with before. Okay. Um, 
Gosh, I I would probably say if I would align myself with anyone, it may have been Lauren. Uh, Lauren or JR, actually. Um, But I never wanted to form an alliance, and you would see that in my personality from the game. I just never wanted to go that route, so I avoided it. Uh, were I to play the game again, I might think differently. So in that sense, I would have probably formed an alliance with one of their power players, which was clearly seen through the glass, <laughs> Lauren and JR. And sometimes even Lauren seemed like she run the ship, and JR followed along and kind of uh, just would do what Lauren said. So, yeah, right. Lauren. Well, let's talk about somebody who you're definitely not in an alliance with, or so it seems, Jeffrey. Our little Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, oh no, we call him Jeffrey since he doesn't like to spell it with an E. Um did you know how much of an alliance that he had with JR and that he was, let's say, you know, throwing food to him over the wall and, you know, really working that alliance in the game? Or were you guys really oblivious to that? Oh, my gosh. We were far from oblivious. <laughs> I was far from oblivious. Um, well, you call I it. knew how Jeffrey played the game the moment we walked in there. I could sense it about him. Uh, I don't know if this is an overshare, but he watches so much reality TV that he, he like can mold himself into whatever character he wanted to be and that he thought was necessary, which isn't even telling of the person he is in real life. It's an, it's an act. It's a game. Right. So, I mean, no, I was not oblivious. I called him out most of the times on all of it. He knew my stance on it and his only response to me was like, you play the game your way, Danielle, and I'll play it my way. And I can respect that. To each their own. Everyone has a different way of playing the game. Jeffrey's way of playing the game is let's go as long as possible without having to do jack shit <laughs> physically or in the duels. And let me see how many alliances I can form to carry me through the end. At the end of the day, we know this is a physical challenge. So I'm not even concerned that he will take it all. I, he won't. He can only get so far with his gameplay, and I don't think it's going to take him to the end. Oh, okay, because I thought you just said that he'd take it all. So, no, you don't think he's going to win. Who do you think is going to win, or who are you rooting for to go all the way? No, Jeffrey will definitely not win. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, I'm going to root for my girl, Lizette. Uh, she was my best friend in the house. I think physically and mentally, she is a tough, tough woman. Um she has a bubbly personality that comes across maybe a little bit strong on camera, but I know her in such a different way. I'm rooting for Lizette. Do I think realistically she'll win? Probably not if it's up against Frank. I do think Frank will come out victorious if any part of the final challenge is physical or even puzzle. I just feel like Frank will pull through till the very end. I do. Did your team ever consider... um doing anything to get Frank out like did you always want to keep him around or has the thought was the thought process ever like hmm maybe we should throw something maybe we should do something to get Frank out because it does seem like you know everybody feels like they can't beat him in the end yeah uh you know what we I never got to that point in the game 
Was it always lingering on my mind and probably everyone else's? Yes. I mean, ultimately, of course, I knew if it came down to me and Frank at the end, like, that would be an issue. I, I'm sure I couldn't physically take him. But at the point of the game we were at, he was so crucial for our challenges that nobody wanted to get rid of him because it was our future. It was our life in these houses. And mm-hmm. to come back to the future, we wanted Frank on our team for as long as humanly possible. I don't think it ever crossed our mind to like throw him in against someone he couldn't win against. But it also never crossed our mind that he would lose for anyone in that show at all. Right. I, I think it's very interesting to see how that's going to play out with Frank as the season goes on. Um, Kat Morgan over on Twitter wants to know if there is anything that you can tell us about Kronos um, that maybe we don't know from watching the show. Not necessarily like a behind the scenes or anything you shouldn't, you know, tell us. But is there just anything interesting about Team Kronos that maybe we didn't know? I would say the one thing about Kronos that people don't see is everyone just thinks we're so spoiled and, and, and we get that rap of being like, well, we entered the future and everyone just thinks we're spoiled and we don't deserve to be there. But ultimately, it's like we didn't choose to enter that way. It happened by sheer chance and luck. So just because that happened doesn't mean we aren't fighters, doesn't mean we don't have good personalities or stories behind who we are. And so it just sucks to have that on your back every single week. And we're fighting with America to try to, we're fighting to try to get America to like us when they just don't like us. We're, we're not the underdogs. We're not living in the past. We've been living in the luxurious future, which still poses problems. So, um, with that being said, I just I would love America to know that there are good people on that team. I mean, they genuinely are like my family. I would consider them lifelong friends, regardless of the show. They each have stories to share, and it would be awesome to have uh, America see that. Well, I'm I'm sure you'll see when you go back and watch the show. I don't think that America um, thought that about you guys. We know that you were hard workers. We know that you made strategic moves to stay in the future just on a nutrition level um, and stuff like that. I think what may have hurt you guys a little bit as a team would be Mercy, Jeff Rye, and Jesse. <laughs> but I... Yes. Yes, so, and yes. Yeah, social media if it were loves... My, mm-hmm. Sorry, if it, if it were my choice, um, there were so many times I had talks with my team, like, hey, guys, like, tone it down a notch. Like, it's, it's a little much. And right. you could probably see, I was like the peacemaker. I, I really hated drama, and I just wanted everyone to get along. Um, so, yeah, it was a concern the whole time. And I was just like, Jeffrey, maybe tone it down a little bit. Jesse, you may come across this way. Try to get everyone to see their little personality things. But they just didn't care. I mean, they did not want to change. And I don't blame them. If that's who they are, don't change who you are. I think I just happened to be like the more liked one of the group. <laughs> right. Well, you were definitely one that played with honesty and integrity, and it's why we loved you here, and we know America loves you. We're always monitoring Twitter and the popularity index, so we know that you have so many fans, Danielle, and I just want to give you this opportunity to 
you know, give a message to your fans and let those of you who don't know where they can find you on social media. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, first of all, thank you guys, all of you, for supporting me, like, week in and out. It, it's funny because every time the TPI would pop up, my whole team would just be jealous of where I fell on that line. So, I thank you for seeing whatever you saw in me and uh, just that, gosh, I mean, every single week, it felt good to be there on the TPI and I couldn't have done it without you guys. So, also, I mean, I'm a totally different person outside. I, I live a totally different lifestyle outside the house. So I'd love for you all to see what I do as a trainer and a and a sports enthusiast on all my social media. So you can follow me on Twitter. It's Danielle Elise P. So that's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-E-L-I-S-E-P. And I'm also on Instagram at my first and last name. So just at Danielle Pacente and my last name, P-A-S-C-E-N-T-E. So I'm all over there. You can come to my site too. I blog about health and fitness and I motivate people. So even when I was at the lowest of the lows in the house, it's totally not how I normally am. I just kind of hit rock bottom and I hope you guys can see that. I'm not a total diva or princess. It just was a really rough, rough go. Right. Well, I cannot wait um, to keep the conversation going with you on social media. Um, and I know that your fans will. And we cannot wait to hear more from you. But Thank you so much for taking time out to talk with us, Danielle. We know that you're heading out to head back home, so we hope you have a safe flight, and we will talk to you later. Of course. I can't wait to talk to you guys more. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. <laughs> okay, bye-bye, Danielle. Bye. Hi, Angela. How you doing? I'm good, Eric. How are you? I'm doing great. I cannot wait to talk to you. I have so many questions. So, you know what? Let's, let's just jump right into it. We all loved you on the show and are so upset over, you know, how you kind of went out. Uh, we actually have a fan question from Keisha54 on Twitter who says, do you regret offering yourself up and kind of using the same line of thinking that got Wyatt out last week? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Actually, I didn't offer myself up. I think that the show maybe made it look that way, uh, but I very much did not want to go into the duel um, the first time or the second time. Um, the first time, you know, it kind of just felt like this is, you know, something I have to do. Someone's got to go in there first. And I felt pretty confident against Rachel, but it, it wasn't something that I really wanted to do. And the second time, I definitely wasn't for it. Um, I thought, hey, I've already been in there once. And, you know, someone else needs to take their term and turn and try to take one for the team. Um, but they put me in. They said that they wanted, you know, if someone was to go on the team, they didn't want to have three girls and a guy. And JR and Steve were the only guys left because Wyatt had, you know, gone. So uh, since I was the smallest, a.k.a. weakest, um, they thought they would put me in. So I could tell right away that I was going to be a target on my team and that I felt like they were going to try to put me in every single week uh, because I was the smallest. <clears throat> so I decided to go for Frank because I felt like that's the only way I could actually get them off my back. If I was to win, then they would have to make me the protected. Um, or they would, you know, have to, you know, kind of value me on the team. So I decided to kind of have, you know, big risk, big reward, and unfortunately it didn't pay off. 
it wasn't like you were accepting or offering yourself up. It was more just you're accepting the situation and, and you want to go after Frank since you're kind of being put into it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the one thing that we did say, um, you know, Sam was a protected and she said, I want whoever is going to go into the duel to know beforehand. With Wyatt, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, but, you know, this time they wanted to at least have it all on the table so the person could, like, mentally prepare themselves. So they told me that they were choosing me to go in. And so I wasn't a fan of that. But at the same time, you know, you can't change it. So you kind of have to deal with it. So then, you know, I chose to go for Frank. Right. Now, I'm curious, why did you choose to be chased in that duel of destiny? It definitely seemed like the harder of the two options, simply just because being the chaser, you could stop and take a break if you wanted to. But was it just, you know, emotions? You know, it's interesting. Um, So, Steve, um, we kind of had, we had to go through safety precautions for the course. And so you kind of see it beforehand. It was a little bit different. But um, Steve was like, oh, man, this course was made for me. This is just like Quidditch. And I was like, oh, really? Well, you should have stepped up. You know what I mean? Um, so I saw it beforehand. And actually, you know, I was just trying to figure it out. And, you know, we didn't have that much time to make the decision. But really, I think a lot of it came from talking to my teammates. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely better to be the chaser. Or, you know, I'm sorry to chase. And, uh, and so I just kind of thought with my size that I might be quick and be able to stay away from Frank and that if it was the other way around, if I was chasing him, he's, you know, so big and fast, he was on a minor league, you know, baseball team and I might not be able to keep up with him. In hindsight, it might not have been the best choice, but uh, at the time, that's kind of what I, I thought was the best choice. Um, and, or, you know, I was nimble and I could try to stay away from him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I went with. Valerie on Twitter wants to know, did you know that the pillars could fall? Like, did you know that that was an option of happening or no? Yes, if- I did know. Um, actually, there the course was different when we were walked through for safety precautions and rules. Um, they did have it set up a little different to where the way that I ran, there was a huge opening. So I kind of just had expected there to be an opening there. I did know that they could fall, and that was actually one of the things that, um, you know, the person who was being chased could kind of run through those and push them down behind them and kind of make some obstacles for the other person. But it ended up happening the other way, where Frank came at me and pushed them towards my direction, so it made that even harder. So, again, things didn't go as planned and definitely not the way that I saw it in my head, but what can you do? Well, let's backtrack a little kind of to what you were saying before, because I know for me watching the show, it kind of seemed like Lauren and Sam almost shunned you a little bit. And that goes to another question that we have from Michelle on Twitter, who says, how did you feel about Lauren choosing Sam to join her for the reward? You know, um, from the beginning, both of them were, you know, good girls, and we actually lived live in a similar area, all of us. So, you know, we had, you know, chats and this and that. But I'm a little bit older. Um, they're both, like, 27, 28. And I don't think that they were shunning me. It wasn't something so negative. But I do think that they bonded together very quickly, that they were, like, really similar personalities. And, um, you know, they just really, really kind of clicked. And so from the very beginning, I could tell that that was kind of the thing. I don't think that they were excluding me, but, uh, you know, just naturally 
uh, they, you know, just really got along together and, and were joking together and always chatting and this and that. And, um, I might be a little bit more calm, a little bit, you know, older, a little different perspective on some things. So, uh, I think that was kind of just a natural thing, but never, you know, they were never negative. So I don't want to, you know, say negative things about them. Okay. Um, what was it like living in the past? I know we keep hearing that there's all these advantages to living in the past, but we're just not seeing them. So do you feel like it was an advantage being in the past versus the future, perhaps with the popularity index or? No, (laughs) I don't think there's any advantages. I mean, the one advantage is that you get really close with your teammates and you like there's certain barriers that are broken down. Like you have to get really comfortable really fast because you're sleeping together. You know, um, the eating situation is not great. The living, I mean, it's not clean. Nothing is, you know, comfortable about it. So you end up kind of bonding over your discomfort. Uh, you know, we actually, you know, bathroom talk was like a big part. Like we'd high five each other if we'd actually have a successful DM, as gross as that is. But, um, you know, because there's so much uncomfortable stuff going on, it's like, you know, the little things like just survival starts mattering. So in that way, it was, you know, we bonded more and you would think that there's more communication and more team building and things like that that come out of it. But nothing is an advantage to being over there. It was actually when I watched it on television, I feel like they are not even showing how bad it is. Um, you know, I mean, we're, you know, cooking with rusty axes on, you know, old rusty vintage pans that I feel like we're never actually used for, for real use. You know, there's like, you know, pieces of whatever in our food, everything's dirty, your fingernails under your fingernails is never clean. Uh, it's very uncomfortable sleeping on hay bales, and that's like the most comfortable option that we had. Your back's all, you know, sore and out of sorts because your body's been in all these strange positions. Um, you know, we're old, the weather there is so cold and, uh, you know, we're always kind of fighting to stay warm and, uh, everything's just a struggle. And, you know, you never feel clean. You never feel refreshed. We go and do these duels. Sometimes we get wet. We get really cold. We get really dirty, whatever it is. And you never come back from that. You know, you just have to go back into the cave. So I actually feel like it's worse than even they show. Wow. Well, I, I agree. I agree. I, I'm not seeing the benefits of being in the past. But let's talk a little bit now about the food situation. I'm sure since you've been out of the house, you've kind of seen how uh, Jeff Rye has been giving food to JR on uh, your team. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I didn't realize that they had an alliance. That was a big surprise for me uh, when I watched the, that episode. Um, but I will say that uh, uh, Jeffrey, from the very beginning, it's funny that he made his little comments about bitch, 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 because he was trying to talk to me through the glass wall and throwing things over to me and some of the other players as well from the very beginning. He especially seemed like trying to be nice to me and make a friendship there. And I just didn't really trust him, and I didn't really want to have any part of it. So that's maybe why he went and said bitch, bitch, bitch. But... Um, he was throwing over stuff to a lot of us, although not to the extent as he was with JR. I mean, the, the sandwich and the container and everything was definitely more beyond. I think he, he threw over like a cliff bar to one or two of the other people. And I think he, you know, he was playing the card of, I feel bad for you guys and, you know, trying to give us little things here and there um, as much as he could. So. Right. Well, that's that's definitely interesting. Did you know um, how much America has been impacting the game with the popularity index? And did you try and change your strategy at all because of that? 
You know, um, I didn't realize, you know, we kind of were learning as we're going into the show. You know, from the very beginning, none of us thought that this was the show that we were going to be on. We all thought that it was a show called The Fierce Competitor. So this whole scenario was a huge surprise. And so, yeah, we found out about the Twitter, Twitter popularity index. And it's an interesting thing. It does matter. Um, it, it, what I think it does is actually cause the team to make certain decisions uh, based on certain things. So, um, you know, for me, I was eighth that week. Um, and so that was actually an excuse for the team to not make me the protective. Because they're like, oh, if you're, you know, you went from two to eight. And so if we're trying to, you know, get America's vote, that might hurt you. So that was kind of their excuse for not making me to protect it after I won the duel. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that it affects it in the way the strategy of the players in the game. And it's nice to get the certain rewards and everything else. But, um, yeah, I mean, in a way, the week that I was up, I was, you know, maybe a, a, a certain part of me was wishing that the vote would go the other way so I wouldn't have to go into the duel and I could stay in a game a little longer, you know. Right. Well, now that you are unfortunately out of the game, who are you rooting for to go all the way? That's a very good question. Um, you know, there's different players that play the game a different way, and I guess everybody has different strategies, and, uh, you know, I guess you can't hate. But mine was a little bit more like having integrity, being authentic, trying to really make decisions for the team, and eventually you might have to turn on players or you know, tell a lie or something like that. But I was really going to try to avoid that at all costs. And, you know, if I had to, someday I was going to do that. But Wyatt and I, from the very beginning, talked about playing a very team-oriented game and fighting with the other team from the beginning instead of kind of, uh, you know, betraying within the group and within the wolf pack. And I feel like Charles kind of was in that frame of mind as well. So that was the game we wanted to play. Um, I don't know if all the other players, especially with seeing the, you know, JR and Jeffrey Alliance and um, some of the other things that, that Steve does, uh, that's not really exactly how I think they're playing the game. So I have to choose the players that I respect a little bit more the way they want to play. Um, I think probably on my side I'd be rooting for, for Lauren to win. Um, I thought she was a good girl, and, uh, you know, I think she's kind of remaining a little bit neutral but still kind of staying in the spotlight. So... Uh, that would be on my team. The other team, um, you know, I guess it's easier to say who I wouldn't want <laughs> to win. And um, not, I'm not, you know, super big. I mean, JR is playing the game, but he's playing a little bit of a sneaky route. Uh, some people might really respect that, but it's not my, my, you know, forte. And then uh, Steve, he's super sneaky, super strategic. And I just really don't trust him. So, um, you know, that's another way to play the game, but I wouldn't be rooting for him. And, uh, you know, on the other team, Jeffrey, obviously not a fan of the way that he's playing the game. Um, you know, Jesse's interesting. He's an interesting cat. He's in some ways kind of annoying and always thinks he's right. Uh, but at the same time, I think he's trying to play the game with some honor. And he's willing to go into challenges. That's another thing. I don't love people that are just at all costs avoiding going into the challenges. It's a challenge game. That's the original game we thought we were going in to the fierce competitor. So you know you got to go in and fight. Um, Danielle actually came to us, and I think that was even on the show. She spoke to us about playing with integrity and uh, that type of thing, and that was really nice. And we, you know, that was very likable. But at the same time, that evening she told her her players on her team two different things, so she kind of went against that. So yeah, I have to say maybe Jesse, uh, Lauren, um, those are my favorites in the game right now. 
Well, you are one of our favorites here, Angela, and we, like I said, are so upset that you are out of the game, but you have tons and tons of fans on social media. So to wrap it all up, can you let your fans know where they can find you on social media? And do you have any message you want to say to them? Absolutely. I am so appreciative. It's so amazing to hear you know, the support that I saw when it came out, and um, that just makes me so happy. You know, I feel like I didn't stay in the game, and I didn't, you know, win the prize or even get to play as long as I wanted to, but the fact that there are so many people supporting just makes me so happy and so proud. So, really, I could not be a happier, you know, person for that reason. Um, if anyone wants to find me, um, I have a Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is slash I'm Angela L, spelled I. M as in Mary, A-N-G-E-L-A, and then L, like my last name, Lima. And then I have a Facebook page um, that is kind of my Opposite Worlds Facebook page, and I really want to keep all the, the chatting and everything there. And I'm so happy to talk to anybody and um, friend anybody that wants to, to reach out to me there. And that's um, facebook.com slash I'm Angela Lima. So close to the other one, but the full last name instead. So I-M-A-N-G-E-L-A-L-I-M-A. Um, on Facebook. So they can definitely reach out to me there. Well, great. We look forward to speaking with you again. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today, Angela. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that about wraps up our show for this week. We really guys hope you enjoy our Opposite World show, and we hope you'll be tuning in for our Valentine's Day show this Saturday night, because hey, we also have a huge mega announcement we will be doing then. You're not going to want to miss it. And of course, if you want to see all of our Opposite Worlds content, chat with us live during the shows. Hey, we're like super popular. We're getting like hundreds of retweets and favorites on Twitter when we're chatting during the show. It is so much fun. Of course, our blog, our recaps, our 30-second recaps, which are super amazing too. All that stuff is over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash oworlds. If you want to watch any of our shows live, you can see them at yourrealityrecaps.com slash live show and get the schedule. And of course, for the 9 billionth time, please, 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 thumbs up and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Share it with your friends. Same thing goes for our vlogs. And use that Amazon link if you have to do any online shopping over on the homepage of yourrealityrecaps.com. You guys don't pay anymore. You just click the little Amazon link. It takes you to Amazon. Do whatever little shopping you guys are doing. And then we get a little bit back. It really helps us out. So, okay. Until Saturday, which is probably tomorrow when you guys are watching this. We will see you guys all then on our Valentine's Day show. Bye for now.